Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. It's 9-11, which means it has been exactly 18 years since the worst terrorist attack on U.S. soil unfolded in New York and in Washington, D.C. Now, almost two decades later, is America any safer than it was on that clear September morning? Is it less safe? Joining us now to talk about this anniversary is Senator Gary Peters. He is a Democrat from Michigan and the ranking member of the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee. Gary, welcome to Detroit Today. Great to be with you, Stephen. Yeah. So uh, your committee recently held a field hearing titled 18 Years Later, The State of Homeland Security After 9-11 at the National September 11th Memorial and Museum in New York City. Talk about the takeaways from that hearing. Well, it uh, it uh, was a very uh, important hearing, especially uh, on site. As you mentioned, we were we were on the site of uh, the memorial and in the museum for 9/11, which is uh, an amazing place. I encourage everyone to, if they can have an opportunity, to go there to see it. It's uh, quite moving, uh, and uh, it was important for us to, to hold the hearing uh, after 18 years and bring in some of the former directors of the Department of Homeland Security. We brought folks that have served under both Republican and Democratic administrations and kind of talked through what happened that day. And more importantly, how do we make sure it never happens uh, again? And uh, how we make sure the Department of Homeland Security uh, works efficiently. And one thing that is certainly clear is that after 18 years, uh, the threat landscape uh, has changed uh, dramatically. It continues to change. uh, And we need to make sure that we have a department that uh, is able to be flexible enough uh, to meet uh, those challenges. And certainly, uh, there are a number of uh, items we talked about. Uh, one is the fact that uh, just the scope of terrorism has changed uh, in our country. It's not uh, foreign terrorism. What we're seeing right now is primarily domestic uh, terrorism. Uh, we've seen the rise of white supremacist activity, not just in the United States, uh, but, are, but around the, the world. We've also seen significant uh, threats of related to cyber. I think cybersecurity has to be top of our list of things that we are engaged in as we see repeated cyber attacks on a daily basis to both the federal government as well as private uh, uh, industry. And then there's always the, the specter of uh, biological, chemical attacks, other types of, uh, of uh, mass attacks that we need to be prepared for. So there's there's no shortage of things uh, that we need to, to be concerned about mm-hmm. and prepare for. And that's why we need to have a department that uh, is uh, flexible enough and has the resources uh, to, to deal with those threats. So, so the Department of Homeland Security was one of the things that we got out of September 11, 2001. It was created in response uh, to that. And, and so in some ways, it's, it's still kind of new. And it has taken on uh, several different iterations uh, over the, the, the presidential administrations that it has existed for. I wonder what you make of the permanence of uh, such a department, uh, given, as you point out, the, the the changes in the in the kind of threat profiles that we that we face is something like the Department of Homeland Security still the right response to the things that we face? Well, I, I think uh, that's an important question uh, to ask, and, and I think we need to evaluate how the Department of Homeland Security is is structured. Although I do believe we do need 
a Department of, of Homeland Security that is able to operate under one roof and you have streamlined uh, command and control. Uh, but uh, it does take some time to make that happen. I mean, you have basically the department was created by pulling a, a number of different agencies together, as you mentioned. A lot of them had their own culture, their own way of doing things. And when you bring them into one organization, that always creates uh, some fiction friction uh, uh, to deal with that. Uh, we had uh, Secretary Napolitano actually address that in her testimony in our committee, and she reminded us that the you know, Department of Defense uh, was put together after World War II and mm-hmm. bringing together the various uh, departments and the forces, and it uh, took uh, two or three decades uh, before uh, that organization was able to work in a more effective way. We should probably expect the same thing with the Department of Homeland and the Security but it is something that we need to continually evaluate. Mm. Uh, also, on this anniversary, we're hearing reports about the president having planned secret peace talks with the Taliban at Camp David. Uh, and, of course, these have now been canceled. But I wonder what your reaction is to that and and to the proximity of such a move to this anniversary. I, I just think it was wrong. For one, uh, the, those discussions, uh, we should have discussions with the Taliban. I agree we need to do that. But it should not have been on U.S. soil, and it certainly should not have been uh, around the uh, the time of uh, 9-11. That was, uh, in my mind, simply uh, inappropriate. And, and it, it, this sort of fits into a larger context of questions about the way in which this administration is handling issues like this, issues that linger uh, since 9-11, uh, give us a grade for the Trump administration in terms of not just how they're dealing with threats like the Taliban, but also how they're dealing with the domestic issues that linger from 9-11, like making sure that first responders get the things that they need. Well, I, I uh, don't believe that the, this administration has a coordinated strategy. Uh, there is constant chaos uh, within this administration. I, you, all you have to do is look to the Department of of Homeland Security. We do not have permanent leadership in most of the key positions. We have acting uh, directors. Uh, That was another issue that came out uh, during our hearing in New York City, is that you need to have permanence. Uh, Senate-confirmed folks uh, that are directing uh, the department. Uh, It's unusual to have a department as important as uh, Homeland Security without uh, permanent leadership in so many key positions. Uh, that's not the way uh, you run a government. It's not the way you run a business. And it's certainly not a good way to approach uh, something as important as homeland security. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little later in the program, we are going to talk about gun control measures in Congress. And that's something that perhaps will be on the agenda uh, this fall. What's your reaction to the action on firearms legislation in the House and the inaction in the chamber where you serve? Well, we are pushing uh, Mitch McConnell as aggressively as we possibly can to allow us to to take uh, the House bill up on the floor in the Senate. Uh, Senators should have an opportunity to vote uh, yes or no. Uh, It is uh, meaningful legislation, particularly in terms of background checks. I believe that we have to have comprehensive background checks. Uh, It will save lives, and we should not have gaping loopholes in that law that allow people to buy weapons uh, without any background check from in gun shows uh, or online. It is, it is something that is supported by 90% of the American people. Uh, it's common sense uh, legislation. You know, we deal with a lot of issues uh, here in Washington. I don't know of any other issue that 90% of the American people are united behind, and yet we can't get Mitch McConnell to put it on the floor to allow us uh, to vote up or down. In fact, 
Uh, he has made a statement that he will not uh, take it up on the floor mm-hmm. unless the president is okay with it. Uh, I would uh, encourage, and I have encouraged Mitch McConnell to look at the Constitution. The United States Senate is an independent body. It's a co-equal branch of government. Uh, we do not need to seek the permission of the president to take a vote on the floor of the Senate, particularly on an issue that's supported by 90 percent of the American people. But I think I, th- I think what he's talking about there is political cover, political cover from the NRA, right? If the president comes out and says, look, I'll sign this if you pass it, it kind of takes the sweeps the legs out from under the NRA, which is what has uh, its grip on the Republican caucus in, in well, Congress. I would say it's the gun lobby. Uh, and if you sure. look at the NRA and the leadership of the NRA, yes, uh, they are uh, opposed to having comprehensive background checks. But if you look at polling data, uh, 70 percent of the members of the NRA believe that this is common sense. You know, I'm a gun owner. I support Second Amendment rights. This, this is common sense. And why 70 percent of rank and file members of the NRA think this makes sense. You're talking about uh, the leadership of the uh, NRA and their close association with gun manufacturers. That's Mm. what this is about. Mm. Okay, Senator Gary Peters, Democrat from Michigan and ranking member of the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee. Thanks very much for being here with us on the anniversary of 9-11. Always a pleasure, Stephen. Thank you. All right.